0: Hey, everybody, it's here in Albert. It is Friday, February 5th, 2021. You know what I'm already going to say, but we made it. So, I know I can be full disclosure with you all here. This week was not my best week, admittedly. Nonetheless, I am here. I have survived... Also today, 2-5, is Go Red for Women, so if you're listening to this while you're getting ready for work or your day, don't forget to wear red. I have my red shirt ready to rock and my Go Red pin for women today as well. So Go Red is the American Heart Association national campaign, of course, on heart disease, Yes, heart disease is still a huge killer in this country of ours, and those who suffer from any kind of heart disease know that we need to take ourselves and our disease state seriously. So it's really important to support Go Red for women and men for that matter. I'm agnostic when it comes to my red and heart health. So be sure to support the movement today and wear your red. Also, we have our N of One podcast mini-series ongoing right now. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's kind of a different viewpoint on pharmacy career development. I dug it. I've really enjoyed chatting with the three guests. And of course, next week we've got another guest coming up. And then I'm going to do a wrap up episode, kind of what I took away from all three conversations, the common themes that I saw. You can of course compare notes with me. I really liked the idea or the concept of being the only pharmacist. It's kind of a different arena based upon both my conversations with these folks, but also the fact that they're working in non-traditional corners of practice, I think is super cool. And that's probably, as a career coach, one of the most common questions I get. Dr. Albert, I've done community and or hospital, what else is there? And I really like and I'm digging that these folks are doing that what else or what else is out there. So really appreciate that. Also, just wanted to give you a quick heads up. Kristen Arnold, who is a fellow author, has published a recent book. It's called 123 Ways to have a panel with pizzazz, I think I got that title right. What was really interesting is she reached out to me a long time ago and asked me to or permission to use one of my blog posts on technique that we used a couple of years ago to make a panel conversation more interesting. And so she was kind enough to send me a copy of that in consideration of using the idea and the blog post I went through the book, I really loved it, and I created a discussion guide that is kind of a companion to the book as well. One of my pet peeves between you and me is panel discussions overall tend to be very boring. They're one of my least favorite formats, usually for speaking engagements, honestly, for a myriad of reasons. I'm sure you could all think of 10 more reasons on top of my reasons. But what I love about Kristen's book is it focuses on how to do a panel discussion right. And it's very heavy on moderation and pre-planning, two things that I don't think always happen or could happen to the best of the panel moderator and panelist's abilities. So if you are in education and or do planning for panels right now with COVID still being what it is, of course, we're doing a lot of online panel discussions. You might want to check that book out. The discussion guide is free. It's out on the internet. I'll be sure to post a link to it. But I think it's really a good way to level up on panel discussion, something that I think Kristen makes a little more tolerable in a good way. Also, we've got nominations open for Pharmacology 2021 right now. Recall last year, I looked at continuing education programs across healthcare, kind of generically, you know, your one or two hour CE programs all the way through to some uh, certifications, certificates, board certs. This year, I'm very focused, particularly on certificate programs. Why? Well, number one, board certifications are kind of covered. I think we've talked about those as a profession in pharmacy ad nauseum. What I'm really interested in are career pivots for people. And one way that I think you can do that is by getting into a new area of practice through a certificate. Because most certificates are not looking for expertise in an area. What they are doing is that they're giving you kind of the 101 or basic information in a distinct area of practice and get your foot in the door for that area of practice. That's what I really like about certificates. And I do have to say over the past year... There have been a ton of certificates that have come to the market. Most of them have ACPE accredited continuing education associated with them, but not all of them. So I want to hear from you if you did a certificate as a pharmacist or a healthcare provider in 2020 that you just absolutely loved The nomination form will be in show notes here. We are taking nominations probably through mid-February so I'll I'll keep it up for another week or so but I'm really excited about this one because I just think there's so many opportunities to learn out there and a great way to do it is through a certificate. Also between you and me and the fence post tomorrow morning 2-6 I've agreed reluctantly and hesitantly (laughs) to my friend Amy Stark. We're going to try a little live stream experiment I think it's going to be through Facebook I suspect if you go over to social media dames you can find Amy's profile if you want to check that out I don't know if we'll be running the live stream through social media dames Facebook page or Amy's page she sent me a bunch of questions that I have to rapid fire answer apparently I'm not sure about this (laughs) Just having my vulnerability moment with you all. I'm not sure how this is going to go. But nonetheless, we'll be around 10 a.m. for that if you want to check that out. If the weather in your neck of the woods like mine right now is just blah and you want something to watch. And last but not least, you know, that other holiday's coming up. The one that involves not chocolates, not flowers. I'm not going to talk about that one. No, what I'm talking about is parks and recreation and brunch. I'm talking about Valentine's Day. Yes, it's on the 13th of February. So very excited about that this year. I'm a big Parks and Rec fan, and I am really a Valentine's Day fan. So if any of you are doing anything cool for Valentine's Day, I would love to hear from you, like how you you know, get together, especially virtually right now and celebrate ladies, celebrating ladies. If you're not familiar with what Galentine's Day is, I would highly recommend that you Google Galentine's Day. And of course, Parks and Rec will show up. And it's actually, I think, the 10th or 11th year now since the air date of Galentine's Day. And what I really love about I wouldn't call it a holiday, okay? But what I love about the idea of Valentine's Day is that it celebrates friendship. And I don't think we have a lot of holidays or ways that we celebrate each other as friends in this country. We focus a lot on significant other, you know, on that day after Valentine's Day. But I think it's really important to celebrate our friends, particularly right now. Particularly due to the fact that we're all locked in. We can't see one another unless it's virtual. So I'm excited about the holiday. I'm going to do something a little special for my lady friends this year. But I just wanted to put that on your radar screen because I know a lot of the gals listen to this particular podcast. So celebrate your lady friends even if it's just an email to them on uh, Valentine's day letting them know that hey you know you appreciate them being in your life etc so that's all i got that's all i got for this weekend i'm gonna be here doing my little thing working on my new book very excited about it and yeah that's it everybody stay safe stay warm out there take care have a great weekend